Now, what is the consensus on the street about what lies ahead for that institution that is so central to our life these days, the Reserve Bank of Australia, as you probably heard on the news? The uh, much-awaited independent review is now in the hands of the government and the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, says he'll release it probably mid this coming month. Jonathan Kearns is in a unique position to chat about all this because he only just finished up at the RBA at the end of February after a three-decade career at the bank. He previously held senior roles, including head of financial stability and head of the economic analysis and economic research department, and he was interviewed by the reserve by the review panel. He's now chief economist at the Challenger Financial Group. So it's a pleasure to welcome him. Hello there, Jonathan. Good morning. How are you? So that must have been quite interesting to be at the uh, at the reserve while the review was underway. Yeah, absolutely, it's a, an interesting time for the Reserve Bank of Australia. Um, there's you know the potential for a, a lot of change, but that, that can breed a lot of optimism as well as a lot of uncertainty, I guess. And it was quite a fast one. I think it ended up being about six months, which uh, and they've you know usually they're longer than that, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in calling for the review, a lot of people were discussing taking about a year's time, um, but the Treasurer wanted it done faster than that. There's a lot of information the panel has been able to uh, in look at, but it could be that some of the recommendations are perhaps less well formulated than they might have been if there was a longer time period. Mm. And look, we'll get into the review's focus in just a moment, but uh, mm. with whatever it recommends, will we need a bipartisan approach in your judgment, both main political parties to endorse the changes the government chooses? I think that's very important. It would really help the process. The Reserve Bank is a very important institution in our economic framework in Australia. And this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to, to review the framework and make sure that we really get it right. And if we want to do that, then it's likely that we're going to need legislative change. And to do that, it is obviously much better if we get a bipartisan approach. And it's important for both sides of politics to get this right. And I think the Shadow Minister, Angus Taylor, did v virtually guarantee that uh, this week, didn't he? Yeah, and that was really pleasing to hear. I think it, it is important that we do that. And, and it's important that we take the politics out of that. We've, we've seen both sides of politics called for a review of the RBA prior to the election. And when we saw the recommendations from the Hain Royal Commission, mm. that was also depoliticised by both sides agreeing that the, the recommendations should be enacted in full. Mm. Now, um, what in your view would be the chief recommendations that you, well, maybe you think should be made. I don't know whether you yeah. think they will be made. Maybe we yeah. can distinguish between those two things. Absolutely. So I think that I think there will be a very long list of recommendations. And what I think is important is that that then doesn't provide the opportunity to pick and choose and select a few that might sound like they're making change, um, but, you know, are the low-hanging fruit. I think it is important that we go to the substance of the report and think about what will make general, genuine change to improve how the RBA can operate. So I think there'll be a number of recommendations that flow from how the RBA differs to where other central banks operate. Mm. Um, a lot of other central banks have had more regular reviews and, and input from, from their governments. So there I think there will be the things such as having a separate monetary policy committee and I think it's important that that has 
the members of that committee work part-time and they have their own staff so that they can generate their own views more, more readily. And having a separate governance board. The RBA is a very complex institution and at the moment, the governor is responsible for the management of that in entirety. There will be other changes, I suspect, such as reducing the frequency of meetings to eight per year, which gives the staff more time to do analytical work for those meetings. Things like press conferences, probably ongoing reviews, um, and, and a greater focus and integration on research into the RBA's work. I think there'll also be another set of recommendations that come from things such as the staff surveys, the interviews, the submissions. And there I think there'll be things like an increased focus on staff leadership, um, a focus on the internal operation and governance of the institution. Um, for example, one thing could be proposing a chief operating officer. That's something that Mark Carney did when he took over at the Bank of England. And, and I think there could also be a couple of things that relate to monetary policy on the side, such as clarifying what the RBA's financial stability responsibility is, because that's not in the RBA Act, but it is in the agreement between the Governor and the Treasurer. You mean, is that, that's to do with inflation, for instance, is it? Uh, well, no, not it, not explicitly. But, you know, sometimes the RBA can face this, face this trade-off of, you know, they might want to be tightening monetary policy yes. in response to uh, inflation pressures, but that could have adverse effects. On say unemployment or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there can be these important trade-offs there. And that yeah. is that's actually a, a, in, a, in a letter between. That isn't sort of laid down in legislation. You say. That's right. Oh. That's right. Yeah. So, so you know there are. The RBA Act comes from 1959. Uh, there have been some small updates, such as when, you know, 25 years ago when APRA, the Prudential Regulator, was uh, was created. Um, but most of the Act still is from 1959, so there, there could be some changes to update that. Look, I but just... I don't go on. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I don't expect that there will be any changes to the inflation target or the use of, of short-term interest rates for no, uh, implementing policy. Because you think that's a reasonable uh, target. I'm just going to pick off a couple yeah. of things. Intriguing, you said less meetings, which would enable uh, more work to be done. Now, what's all that about? Mm. Well, at the moment, uh, the Reserve Bank has monthly meetings. They do get January off, so there are 11 meetings per year. Other central banks typically have either six or eight policy meetings a year. And when you're doing a monthly meeting, in the practice is, you know, you need to write a board paper that's briefing the board. And the reality is with only four weeks between those meetings, often you you just finish one board paper, you have sort of a week off, and then you start writing the next board paper. So it's a very constant cycle. And in one month, often there's not a lot of new information to report. If you have the meetings a little bit less frequently, so they're about six weeks, then that gives the staff of the central bank more time to do deeper to analysis and, and and to provide that deep thinking, yeah. Very interesting. I mean, we had Craig Emerson, you know, uh, the former minister mm. on the program a few mm. weeks back. I thought making a very good case that he felt that the Reserve had consistently um, made a mistake about the likelihood of wage breakouts. As if we, he said that's another economy altogether. That's an economy from the, the 80s. And we haven't yeah. had a wages breakout, yet it's a fact apparently influencing these interest rate rises. Now, I think you actually sat on that wages committee, did you not? 
I, I hadn't, but I mean, I'm certainly aware of you know the, the thinking on that. I, and it's certainly a concern that with we've had significant inflation, and that is leading to a reduction in real wages for workers. And so there is a, a push to try to catch up on some of that. We've seen, you know, with the election of the New South Wales Labor government. Uh, that they have said that there will be increases in wages for some key workers. We've had some unions start talking about an increase in 7%. Um, so these pressures coming from not so much wages initially leading to higher prices, but we've had higher prices, which could be leading to higher wages. And then that would uh, in turn mean that inflation becomes more ingrained in the system. And that's the, the significant mm. risk. Now, look, briefly, if I said to you, what do you think, having been there for so long, honestly, are the Reserve Bank's blind spots and might that make it into the review? I think what's really important for the central bank is that there's good active debate that's re internally in the formation of policy that's really well informed. And so we need to think about how can we improve that? The Reserve Bank is an amazing institution that's staffed by really smart people who are completely dedicated to public policy. We need to make sure that they've got the right framework so that they can do the best work possible and get that really good debate going on using all of that research information that's available internationally, domestically, that can be done internally. We need that framework to be creating that, that good active debate internally. Mm -hmm. And that can permeate down from the policy decision-making committee. If you have experts there who are well-informed, who can form their own views because they've got their own resources, that then permeates through the institution to demand that high level of work. Look, thank you very much indeed. That was interesting to hear. Great. Thanks very much for your time. Jonathan Kearns, Chief Economist now at Challenger uh, Financial Services, and he has just left the RBA with some very interesting insights. Interesting to see what does emerge eventually. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.